0: Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for over eight years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan VanderLeek here today with my wonderful friend, partner, and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly on Skype to share anxiety slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we want to wish you a very happy new year. We're going to be talking about whether or not your anxiety has a message for you. And before we begin, welcome Ananga. Hi, Shan. Happy new year to you. And you too. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think often we wonder what is the message that anxiety has for us and does it really have one?
1: I think anyone who's been listening to Anxiety Slayer for a while may know that we're not big fans of New Year's resolutions, especially for those already suffering with stress and anxiety, where resolutions can increase our stress by raising expectations when we're already struggling. So instead, for the new year, we're recommending setting an intention, a direction for the year ahead to deepen self-understanding and self-compassion.
0: I love this so much because this is an alternative to trying to push through and make things happen. And as we often do when we're suffering with anxiety, we can feel so lost and so out of control. But this podcast today is about tuning in and listening to our body and mind and making space. For learning more about ourselves and and what uh, we what you might feel that you need to get more peace to feel more peaceful.
1: When we allow a space for pause instead of trying to push through, when we try and push through, we're focused on not wanting to feel what we don't want and trying to right. do what we feel we need to do. And in my experience, that can become quite brittle and very taxing on your nerves. So. Just creating that space to say, okay, I am suffering. There is pain in me. There is disturbance in me with anxiety, with what I'm going through. How can I just allow space to pause and regroup and look at what I might need in the year ahead, the months ahead, to help me support myself more? And this is where we can review how we feel about anxiety. Very often we feel that anxiety is an invisible enemy and we're under attack, but it's an inside state anxieties within us. And I think just reframing that and looking at anxiety as a messenger and that anxiety may be bringing us a hint that there's something deeper that, within us that wants to be nourished or heard. That really is a different way of looking at anxiety that softens the edges and allows space for some self-reflection and healing.
0: And the the acceptance piece as well, to accept what's going on, and to know that we have the tools and resources and support we need to care for ourselves, to actually put ourselves at the front of the line. Yeah, it's something that,
1: again, it's, it's when expectations come in. We expect that we should cope. We feel that others expect that we should cope. Others may well be expecting that we should be coping, doing more, feeling differently. But really that's not a reasonable expectation. It's not a healthy expectation. So it is about just really softening the edges and looking into ourselves and seeing how can I support myself more in the year ahead. And we can acknowledge and accept, I don't like the situation and I don't like how it feels. But when we fight it, anxiety pushes back Mm -hmm. and resistance causes persistence. It just makes the situation stronger. So just Allowing ourselves even literally to just put our hands on our chest and say, OK, how do I feel with this? And right. how can I pause and take a deep breath and see how I can help myself through this more?
0: How do I feel and what do I need? Yeah. You know, that is so important to ask ourselves. And you, of course, bring the Bhagavad Gita into, into this teaching as well. Let's talk about that.
1: One of my favorite verses in the Bhagavad Gita is in chapter 6, verse 5, and it talks about how the mind can be our friend and also be our enemy. And for many years when I read this verse and discussed it with friends, they were like, oh yeah, right, my mind, you know, really kicks me around. Personally speaking, my mind can really give me an awful, awful time. And the nature of the mind, it has a negative bias, so it will look to that. I think for many years when I read that verse, my mind would skip over the friend and just think, "Oh yeah, you know, tell me about it, the enemy part of that. But the deeper teaching in that verse is that we can learn to elevate ourself by ourself, to lift the self by the self and not allow ourself to drag us down. So the, in other words, the teaching is that we can use our own mind to look at the part of our mind that's suffering and not be. Subject to the tyranny of the mind, but to train the mind to observe itself in looking at behaviors and choices that we make and how we might make better choices or healthier choices or kinder choices to support ourselves better so that we can help our own mind self reflect and conquer its own anxious and fearful thoughts.
0: So basically, learning to master your mind through self observation.
1: Yeah, rather than just thinking that we're at the mercy of our mind, and we're just being thrown on the rocks, of these crashing waves
0: of unwanted thoughts. Mm. And I think it's also important that we look at what are we feeding our minds, um, what are we bringing to our minds from our senses, and then, of course, the piece of what might help us help our minds run better if we think about it that way.
1: Yes, in Ayurveda it's taught that our senses, the knowledge-acquiring senses, So our senses are meant for exploration, education, curiosity. But very often we allow them to just bring us information just because we're around it. Streaming media, drama, uh, heavy music, uh, different types of entertainment that just bring anxiety into the mind. So again, by retraining the senses, looking at how we're using our senses and ways that we might use them to bring more peace into our mind. Through nature, through aromatherapy oils, through clean eating, through meditation, through reading uplifting literature, through prayer, what what are we bringing into our mind through our senses? That's our mental nutrition. So, are we bringing junk food into our head, or are we bringing nourishment and hope and peace
0: into our mind? And I think that daily reflections for self-support are important as well. And I know that Ayurveda recommends self-study, but we also can use some additional help by practice building our awareness and committing to time, spent, you know, quiet time, time in self-inquiry. And then also daily inquiries can help you notice patterns and and recommit yourself to self-care. I noticed yesterday that I wasn't drinking as much water as I normally do. I have a, a big mason jar that I like to fill up several times a day, and it only got filled up one time. And I thought, oh, I need to be mindful of that. For some reason, I got away from that when I was away on holiday and then getting back and wasn't doing that one nice thing for myself. So this morning, I started with a big glass full and a reminder that it's really important to stay hydrated, especially this time of year in northern Michigan. These are simple things like this that you notice, or you might notice that your mind is... Being a little bit negative right now, or you might have a little bit of um, fatigue after the holidays, what do you need to do for yourself? What'll make you feel better after all that running around? These are things that you deserve to know and, and look at.
1: Yeah, and I think bringing back this establishing daily reflection and daily self-care, it really helps us to bring ourselves back under our own careful consideration when something like a holiday comes round the holiday season in the UK we're now in the darkest time of the year it can be quite difficult i don't enjoy the long dark evenings so just to think ahead okay what can i do this evening am i going to choose to light a candle before it gets too dark what reading have i got lined up something lined up for the end of the day to help me end it sweetly and you know beginning the next morning with just even if it's just 5 minutes reflection on intentions for self-care and self-awareness throughout the day so that we're not just getting blown off course when our schedule changes or when events change, just to daily recommit to a few minutes to see, how am I doing? What do I need? Am I taking good care of myself? And not to be harsh on ourselves if we get thrown off track or we forget to do something, as you said, with your your water intake for a day. That's going to happen. But by establishing the pattern of regularly coming back to self-reflection and self-study. We can really make a habit of checking in with ourselves when we don't feel good and asking, how do I feel? Do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Okay, what's behind that? Just with no judgment and real kindness. And that's the recommendation of of Ayurveda in self-study. It's one of the key healing practices, one of the most important Healing practices in Ayurveda is to look at ourselves, look at our choices, look at our behaviors, and kindly see how we can upgrade. We always can. We can always do a little something every day. And the recommendation in Ayurveda to do that with help is to associate with people who may be a little further along the path, people that can give you some hope, people that can give you some help, and some support, and some guidance in your new choices.
0: And your anxiety will shrink when you understand it better and develop a habit of responding to your needs with self-compassion and curiosity. It takes courage and it takes practice, but it really can help you gain some clarity and peace. And of course, Ananga and I are here to support you in the new year ahead. We really appreciate you listening in today and thank you, Ananga, for, uh, sharing time today for this supportive conversation. Happy New Year! Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.